in Jesus' name. I want you to know, man, I've been so excited since we've planned this service. Um, I want to just speak just to really quickly about something that is, that is near and dear to this pastor's heart. We are going to be a house that raises up the next generation of preachers, worship leaders. Um, people are going to come from all over to join our internship program, to join our Bible college. And we're not just going to have them be drapes that, that are sort of like adorning of what we're doing. No, we're going to give them opportunity to come and begin to learn to walk in their gift. And I want you to know this young man that's going to grab this pulpit, he over this last year has, has proven what it means to be a servant of this house. There hasn't been something that has been asked of him that he hasn't said yes to. He's been everything from my personal assistant to helping clean up the grounds to helping launch youth service in a new and exciting way. He's launched our internship program, something that is new and exciting. We have five interns that are part of our, our staff that come down and serve three days a week. They go to Bible college. Um, he is launching and on the front lines of what God is doing. And so listen, I don't know if he's going to last 10 minutes up here or if he's going to go 35 minutes. I remember the first time I preached, I had like eight pages of notes. And I thought, man, I was really good and I can go for 30 minutes. And it lasted a whole seven minutes. So I don't know if he's going to go seven minutes or he's going to go 30 minutes, but we're going to give him our undivided attention, and we're going to ask the Lord to speak through our youth pastor this morning. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Heavenly Father, do what only you can do, we pray in Jesus' name. Would you guys give a warm Parkway welcome to Pastor Chase? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I just want you guys to know that all that entire speech, all that means is that I am okay to speak for 45 minutes this morning. Is that right? That's what I heard. I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhere in between the 7-minute to 35-minute time period, so you guys will be good, I promise. Uh, before we dive into this morning's message that I have for us as a church called Monument, I want to be able to just uh, say first and foremost, thank you, Pastor Jay, for being able to give me this opportunity. Uh, there's either a tremendous amount of trust that he has in me, or there is a lack of wisdom. And either one, I just want you guys to know as a church, you got to be able to watch out about how this service goes. Because if there is a lack of wisdom, then you might need to have a conversation with your pastor after this. That's all I'm saying, okay? I just want to throw that out there. Also, I want you guys to know there is this story that Pastor Jason uh, has told about this, his first time being able to speak on a Sunday morning. Uh, and, and, and the story goes something like this. I might butcher it, and he can correct me afterwards next week when he comes up and grabs the, the microphone again. Uh, but uh, there is this story about how he gets up on stage, and he gets up on his first Sunday morning that he's getting ready to preach, and all of a sudden he gets up, and they found out that Pastor Dave, his, the lead pastor, wasn't going to be there for that, that morning service, and Pastor Jason was going to speak. The youth pastor getting ready to bring this fiery message, and all of a sudden some key members from the congregation stood up and walked out the door. And in my head this morning, I was dreaming last night, oh my gosh, what if this happens? And, and the Lord gave me an answer. You guys ready for it? The Lord gave me an answer. He said, take names of all the individuals and send it in an email to Pastor Jason so that way you can have a meeting with Pastor Jason immediately following the service as well. So I just want to throw that out there. If I, Connor, Connor, he's one of my youth students. Connor, hey. No, but there's no shame. If you got to be able to leave and you feel like this is not for you, I get it. The Lord will handle that. But I want you guys to know that this morning, I feel like the Lord gave us this word called monument that we're going to speak on. And uh, enough to get rid of all these jokes and get that all out of the way, I want to be able to talk to you guys about this scripture that's going to be giving us our main point for the day. It comes out of Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 8, and it reads this. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. 
There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could possibly bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with him except for Jesus. Let's pray this morning. Lord, help. Amen. People all over the world, as I was thinking about 2024 coming up, and we've concluded today is our last day of 2023, and that is a crazy thought. But I was looking around about all the different people and all the different celebrations that people do at New Year's. I, I came across an interesting custom in some villages in Scotland. They actually have barrels of tar that are set ablaze and ran through the streets, burning the old year. That's their symbol that they have. And it gives an intention-grabbing type of feel, if you will. I mean, just imagine a barrel of tar on fire rolling through your streets. But I guess the idea of burning the old year, you're not leaving any remnants behind to dwell on. You're focused on looking ahead. As we approach 2024, I recently had some time thinking about 2023 and honestly all the different multitude of things that our church has been able to be a part of. Miracles like curved spines being straightened, that took place in our church. Blind eyes being opened after a prayer moment, that took place in our church. Cancer being healed, healings of Parkinson's being a little bit better than what they previously were, speedy recoveries from surgeries. We've gotten plenty of different prayers reports that have come back about diseases that had no cure but were done in the matter of four years that were supposed to take 10. It's those kind of miracles that have taken place in our church in 2023. Yeah, give the Lord a shout of praise. I think he deserves it. I'm reminded of some Holy Spirit-inspired events and outreaches in 2023. Rise 24, an outreach where, honestly, just a whole bunch of chaos took place. That's what Rise 24 is. No, Rise 24 was an outreach where we raised over $24,000 to give back to the community of Grants Pass in Josephine County. Even more than that, we were able to see families touched and moved on by the Holy Spirit in prayer moments, in different, in different conversations that took place, or even the church service that happened the following day, even though half the congregation was a little bit out of it because we just stayed up for 24 hours. It was those kind of moments. I'm reminded of Trunk or Treat this past year. The fact that we've had thousands of people on our campus of these Trunk or Treat events is something that is just remarkable. Loving on kids and letting them know that there's a church and a place for them. We've seen and talked about the importance of these kind of events, and you've even seen it with James and Kara, and a, you know, a couple weeks back, they got married up here on the stage. It's because of those kind of families that we are doing what we're doing. The Illusionists and VBS, this is a little bit ago, but aren't you glad that we have a place for our children? I remember the Illusionists came in here, and they were doing a whole bunch of different tricks that I was even baffled by. It wasn't just for you know, little kids, I was even baffled by. And uh, VBS, or Vacation Bible School, that was put on by Pastor Bethany. The youth camps that we attended, having youth students' callings confirmed at a youth camp. Thinking about all these different things, women's and men's ministries being launched, and the Royal Rangers programs being launched by, and led by CW. Yeah, that's a wonderful ministry. Give them a round of applause. Our adult ministry being launched just previously within the, the past month or so. Internship programs, powerful prayer ministries, and so many more that I don't even have time to be able to go into this morning. But I want you to know that as a church, we've been busy for winning souls for Christ. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Being, being good kind of busy is a good thing. 
bad kind of busy, I don't know. But we'll, we'll get there. That's for a topic on a later day. But I want you guys to know, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of what the Lord has for us today, I want to be able to talk about this topic, Monument. And monument, by definition, as, as we're going to read here, and it's going to pop up on the screen, it says, they serve as a tangible reminder of historical events and figures, helping to preserve our heritage for future generations. Monuments also have the power to inspire us, to remind us of a shared humanity and the values that bind us together. Monuments like a graduation where you might have a degree hanging on your wall, or those wedding pictures that you have stowed away in that bucket that you have, or if it's even the first dollar that you've ever made and the first job that you've ever had, all wonderful things. So when Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three tabernacles or monuments, as we're going to be talking about today. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. To prop up a very satisfying thing like these wonderful men of God that you see in, in Scripture, to be able to bring these up you think is a wonderful thing, and it is. But the Lord wanted to caution Peter with this, the Lord wanted to caution, and what I feel like he wants to caution us with this morning, church, is that one of the problems that we can do is turn a movement into a monument. We're at times maybe like Peter in this passage and turn a movement that is Holy Spirit inspired into a program, a curriculum, or as Peter proposed, a monument. If we're not careful, we can get caught up in the monuments, not the movements. We'll be too busy praising and exalting the event and not the individual who's ordained that event. God, thank you so much for the Rise 24s. God, the ministries that have been started here in 2023 that have come up through this house, the Rock the Block outreaches in Jesus' name. God, I'm thankful for those, but do not allow those to be Lord. If we look at Jesus' life, he constantly ran away anything that would exalt, classify, or label him as anything but the Son of God. His ministry wasn't confined to a church building or even a corner. It wasn't confined to uh, any brick and mortar type of individuals. The church was us. The church was Jesus. And when we read in scripture, you don't see Jesus just staying inside the church. He roamed the cities, the countryside. He roamed the waters so that he could be able to bring salvation to the lost, the hurting, and to bring, be able to bring healing to the sick. And this morning, I want to be able to somehow bring up the fact that if we're not careful we can have movements turn into monuments and allow for programs and methods to replace a powerful move of God. We read in Mark 9 that it wasn't even easy for Peter to turn monuments, turn to monuments rather than allowing God to be in their midst. So what God was trying to do was tell Peter this church, and this is what we're going to focus on this morning. He was trying to show the differences between my movements and your monuments. Let's spend a moment and see the differences here. Monuments become repetition and put God in a box. Movements stirs revival in our hearts just waiting to be commissioned through faith. Monuments tell us to share our faith. Movement tells us to open up our mouths and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us. Movement tells us to open up our mouths. Monuments promote praise and worship of God. Through movement, the joy of the Lord just spills out. There's a difference between movement and monument. And when Peter saw the Lord, Moses, and Elijah on the mountain, the first thought was to build a tabernacle, as Scripture puts it. This morning, to build that tabernacle, that monument for these great spiritual leaders, which is a great thing. We need to be able to honor those. But what the Lord is cautioning this morning, knowing Peter's motivation, he immediately removed Moses and Elijah and said in a loud voice, This is my son Jesus, 
Listen to him. Don't build something that is man-made. Listen to the powerful one who is amongst you, Jesus. God was saying, in essence, you don't need to build a monument. You have the movement with you. Proverbs 4 teaches us a valuable lesson of how not to have movements turned into monuments. And this morning, the very first point that I want to give to us, church, is eyes front. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 through 27 says this. Let your eyes look straight forward. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Here we see a recipe for success in being able to look ahead and move forward. And looking ahead, we are not being distracted by things in other directions. Looking ahead has with it a stated purpose for advancement. To be able to look forward and go after it. To be able to strive to reach new plateaus. To be able to, to go like never before. Therefore, in order to do that, we need to not lose our focus. We actually see how important this is in the Old Testament as we get ready to read it of Ezekiel chapter 8. The prophet Ezekiel has this vision that God gives him. And this, this vision picks up in verse 16. Ezekiel gets this picture in the temple of 25 men that are inside the temple. 25 men, though, that find themselves inside the temple but facing away from the Lord. Let's read it. Ezekiel 8.16 says this. He then brought me into the inner court of the house of the Lord, and there at the entrance to the temple, between the portico and the altar, were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. They were bowing down to the sun in the east. It's possible to be in the church but looking in the wrong direction. Or in other words, it's possible to be in the church but be focusing on the monuments the church has produced, not what God has ordained. We want God-ordained movements, church, not man-made monuments. We want God-ordained movements, not man-made monuments. We can be part of the Rise 24s, the miracles, the ministries, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful programs. Do not get me wrong. But we, if we are focusing on those, we're not focusing on the one who ordains all of it. I love when Pastor Jason says this, and he says it a, a handful of times throughout the year. That we are not here for a church, we're not here for a program, we're not here for a worship team, we're not even here for the miracles. We're here to be able to chase after the God who performs them and who ordains every single one of them. I always used to think, and one of the things that I always told myself is that location is one of the most important things. Location, location, location. Put yourself in the right position and you will receive success. Put yourself on a, the right position on a football field and you might be able to receive a touchdown. Put yourself and locate yourself around business people and you might eventually become successful. Locate yourself in a McDonald's and you might be a little bit bigger than what you previously were, right? I mean, that just makes sense, right? You eat a couple more cheeseburgers at a McDonald's and you might get a little bigger than what you are. Surround yourself. Wherever you surround yourself, that's probably what you're going to be. Locate yourself and that's probably where you're going to find yourself. But the lesson we see here in the story of Ezekiel 8 is not just to locate yourself, but even more importantly is to point your eyes in the right direction. Direction is more important than location. Direction more important than location. You can be located in the right spot, but if you're not pointed in the right direction, you will not be pointed towards the Lord. We see this in this scripture in Ezekiel. Whatever you're looking at, you will tend to walk that direction. Watch where your eyes are because you will wander where you're pointing. The second point this morning about this topic called monuments, I want to be able to touch on is past victories will not sustain you. Past victories are wonderful to be able to look back on, but if you stay 
looking back behind you, you won't be able to see what's right in front of you. You won't be able to see the new thing that God has for you in the now. And so this morning, there may be a temporary feeling of victory that you might be able to keep while you're up on top of that mountain, that high time, that victory for a bit. But the story of the Israelites gives us some insight why your previous victory will not sustain you. We jump into the scene of Isaiah chapter 43, and we're going to be able to just read over some very uh, contextual type of scripture to, to lead us to our main one for this passage. But in Isaiah 43, at this time, the Israelites are being held captive in Babylon. And they're honestly at one of their lowest points. They're not just discouraged, but honestly fully defeated at this point. They feel like the, the world is ending. And at this low point, God sends a word through this prophet Isaiah, and he sends a message because God knew that his people needed some reassurance. And the Lord went about reassuring them in this 43rd chapter of who he is. In verse 1, he says this. He tells them he is their creator, the one who made them out of nothing. In verse 3, he says he tells them that he is their Lord, the one who loves them, and that they are precious in his sight. In verse 14, he goes on and continues to tell the Israelites, he tells them that he is their redeemer. He is the one that all, he is all that they need when they are in bondage. In verse 15, he says that he is the holy one. He is the one who keeps his promises. And if that wasn't enough, in verses 16 and 17, he reminds them of this great things that he had done for them and their forefathers. Here's what the Israelites, what they had come out of. They brought them out of bondage in Egypt brought them through the middle of the Red Sea. He made a highway for his people and a graveyard for their enemies. Now to put that into perspective this morning, I was correlating this story with what has happened here in 2023 here at Parkway. And to be able to, to, to put this into perspective and let's hop inside the Israelites' shoes this morning to, to think about how diseases have been declared over individuals in this church, families that were possibly on the verge of being able to split, having maybe no sense of community amongst the brethren, not having, having a, a complete relational bondage between one another, anxious, not really knowing what's to come next. These are all feelings that could have taken place and stories that even some of our pastoral staff have heard over the course of 2023. Think about what the Lord has done. Do not remember the Lord is saying this morning when I healed you from cancer, when I showed up and urged 10 additional people to get baptized on a baptism service. Do you not remember those moments? Do you not remember what I brought you out of? It was this kind of encouragement that the Lord wants to bring to us this morning. When I brought community into your life, when everything was attacking you, but you had this supernatural peace that just came on you, and you can't explain it. Imagine the Lord saying, Parkway, I orchestrated with my hand to raise an absurd amount of money for this event called Rise 24 that your crazy pastor wants to put on. Imagine that kind of thing. And the Lord saying, remember what I did. Remember what I have brought you through so that way it can propel you and launch you to the next mo movement that I have for you. It's those types of things that the Lord wants to remind us of. Yes. All of these wonderful God movements have taken place. But, man, I hate that word, but. Another hurdle comes. Another stumbling block comes. You're sitting here this morning and you're in another valley. The Lord wants to remind you that what he did for the Israelites he can do and say for you this morning. Now that you're back in another rut, another battle, you think that you think is going to derail you. And the Lord gives you this verse in Isaiah chapter 43. And the Lord says this in 18 and 19. God says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Say, I'm doing a new thing. Someone say, a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. The children of Israel needed yet another perspective shift. And if you're here this morning you need another perspective shift, let this be it this morning. They were looking at the monumental things. They were saying, look at what God did, not what can God possibly do now in our midst. And hoping that it would help them with their new dilemma 
But they should have been looking to the God who is supposed to be their focus. Think about this. The children of Israel had many victories in their past. Leaving Egypt, conquering the land of Canaan, survived a split in their country. The question isn't, what has God done? What is God doing? That is their perspective shift that they needed, and that's why the Lord said, I am doing a new thing. In verses 18 to 19 in Isaiah 43, if you're so dependent on what God has done in your past, then God won't be able to perform the new thing that he has for you in the now. Here at this morning, church, if you're so dependent on what God has done in your past, then God won't be able to do the new thing that he has for you in the now. But what the Lord is saying this morning is don't let your previous victories become monuments. You will find yourself gripping onto the monument and not the one who can start the movement. God's victories are supposed to be catalysts, not monuments. Monuments you look back at and wish for another to happen. Movements propel you to the next victory. Victories need to be movements, not a monument. The last thing that the Lord wants us to grasp this morning in this topic called monument is you cannot allow your past monuments to hinder your next movement. The children of Israel had failed God miserably. Every time he blessed them with good things, they returned to him with evil. The children of Israel did not deserve to receive anything that God was giving them, yet he still loved them and he earnestly wanted to help them change. Notice God's message. Forget the former. Forget it. Do not dwell on the past. I am doing a new thing. God was not condemning them for their past. He wasn't coming down with a rock and get ready to hit him upside the head. It wasn't, he probably, they, Israelites probably should have deserved that, like I have probably deserved that once in my life. Maybe even some of you might say, yeah, I was a knucklehead at times. God was not condemning them, though. He, they couldn't do nothing to change it. Instead, God was holding out that hand of hope and saying, hey, I've got a new thing for you. His words in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7, forget about your past. I'm giving you an opportunity to start over. If we as the body of Christ are constantly thinking about our monuments in the past, then God cannot bring new successes or movements for the now. We learned earlier in our passage today that whatever you set your eyes on, that's probably where you're going to go. If we're constantly looking backwards at your failure, you cannot see the movement that God has for you in the now. As we conclude this morning and the band gets ready to come back up, I wanted to just spend a moment today being able to not just to look back and say, God, thank you. God, thank you for what has happened in 2023, but God, that I'm thankful that you're even still speaking in the now, that God, that you have a year of restoration for us as a church. That God, that you're getting ready to restore relationships. You're going to have sons and daughters come home. God, that there's going to be restoration of marriages that take place. I'm so thankful that God is a God of yesterday, today, and forever. And that if we're not careful, church, we can turn God's next movement into a monument of yesterday. If you find yourself, church, as a band gets ready to just start playing softly because it's more dramatic that way and it just works out. If you find yourself this morning here at the right location, but maybe not pointing in the right direction like we read in Ezekiel chapter eight. Maybe you find yourself here in the church in a wonderful place and that step does need to take place sometimes to be able to surround yourself with community to be able to give you that little nudge. It's a great thing. But God wants to remind you that you're not searching for religion today, sir. You're not searching for a person to fulfill you today, ma'am. 
young person, you just need your eyes to be pointed towards him. And so this morning, church, as everyone, if you wouldn't mind being able to stand to your feet as we get ready to conclude this morning's time in God's word, that the Lord wants to be able to spend a moment with us. And if you find yourself this morning searching for an answer, the good news is, is I've got it. It's not anything of me. I just know where to point you. His name is Jesus. So this morning, wherever you find yourself, I first want to be able to give this first call because I feel like in every message, there should be an opportunity to be able to give your heart to the Lord. And so this morning, with every head bowed and eyes closed, you're here today saying, Chase, that new thing. You read in Isaiah talking about how God has a new thing for me. If that new thing that the Lord is asking me to do today is just, I need to fully devote my life to him. I've never asked Jesus into my heart. Maybe you even need to rededicate your life to Jesus this morning and make him the Lord and Savior of your life. I'll tell you first and foremost that dedicating your life is the best thing that you could possibly do. You know why? It's the best thing I could possibly have ever done in my life. If that's you this morning with every head bowed and eyes closed, can you just slip up a hand? I'm not going to invite you up. We're not going to have you do any some special ritual to where you dance. Yes, I see one, one hand up, two hands up. We got three, four. We have four hands up right now. And all that we're going to do is we're going to be able to pray a prayer. And there's nothing special about the prayer. There's nothing special about it at all. Scripture actually says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. That's, that's what it's all about. It's a heart condition. But what I want to do is for the handful of hands that went up this morning, I just want to be able to pray collectively as a church, pray with these individuals. And I want you to just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I first want to declare that I want a relationship with you. I'm ready to devote my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but I believe you died for my sins. Right now, I turn from my sins and open up the door of my heart and life to you. Lord, I'm ready to live in this new life that you have for me. And everyone said, I think we should give the Lord a shout of praise. That's angels rejoicing in heaven. And the last call is this, church. I just wanted us to be able to spend a moment, and then Pastor Jason will come up here and officially close our service out. But I just wanted to spend a moment. If you find yourself here this morning, and if you're a young person, a young adult, if you're a middle school student, if you're part of our traditions group that happens on Thursday mornings, if you're part of our new adults ministry that we've been a part of, if you're part of any ministry that's taken place, man, I'm so thankful for the ministries that have been able to be brought up through Parkway. I'm so thankful. But what the Lord wants to caution us this morning is if you find yourself here and you want to join this young youth and young adult pastor and say, I don't want to get stuck I'm turning God's move into a monument this morning. I'm thankful for the ministries. I'm thankful for the miracles. I'm thankful for the wonderful events of 2023. But they are not to become a statue that I look at 
look back on in hopes for the Lord to do something like that again. We learned this morning that monuments you look back on and wish for them to take place again. Movements are ready for the next one, the next move that God has for us. So all across this room, I, I, before you officially head out that direction, if you wouldn't mind, if it's heading up this direction, if it's putting your hands up that direction, whatever it is, can you just spend a moment here as the band gets ready to play? And the Lord wants to be able to just have our eyes be above, have our eyes be on Jesus like Peter learned in that scripture, Mark chapter nine, to not allow your past to hinder the now. That I have some friends of mine that want to be able to pray for you. So if you want to be able to come down right now, please do so. But I just want us to be able to, as a church collectively, say, God, I thank you for what you have done. But God, I'm ready for the new that you have for me that Isaiah being able to declare that we read this morning. So church, all across this room, you be able to spend a few moments together. Jason's going to grab this mic, but I got to be obedient. The, the Lord just gave me this, this word, and I feel like if this is for one or if this is from a multitude of us this morning, that the thing with monuments is that when you are s staring or looking at or have your eyes set on monumental type of things, they're easy just to be able to stay still. There's easy, they're very easy to be able to say, my goodness, look at what the Lord has done, or even look at my past defeats that the devil's been holding over my head. Look at my past victories, and I'm, 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 I'm hanging on to those types of things. But what the Lord wanted to be able to give this morning is that when you're so focused on, on the monuments, you won't be able to be able to experience my movement. But the thing that the Lord wants to say is in order for you to get your eyes off of the monument, not only does there need to be a change of location, there's also got to be a, a perspective shift and a change of your direction that you're pointing to as we read in Ezekiel 8. And this morning all across this room, before we officially transition and Pastor Jason comes up, I feel like there's a couple individuals 
individuals in this room that you've been so focused on your monument that God can't do the movement. And that the, that scripture in Ezekiel chapter 8, that God is wanting to be able to move you and change your location, but not just change your location, he also wants to change your perspective. Because if you're still focusing on the monument, you can take another step towards the Lord, but then be looking in the opposite direction of him, and you won't be able to still experience the full thing and the full miracle and the full restoration that he has for you. And so all across this room, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you want to be able to raise your hands and it's inside your pew. I don't know if you want to make change your direction, change your location and come up front. But I felt like the Lord said, in order for you to be able to, in order for you to receive what I have for you, church, you've got to be able to change your direction and change your location. So all across this room, if it's a lifting up a hand, if you can lift up your hand, if I can have everyone in this room just to be able to start using that prayer language, that Father, that right now, lift up your voice, that Father, right now, God, it is not just a change of location, but God, it's also a change of direction. And so, Father, all across this room, God, we take our eyes off the monuments, and God, we want your movement. We want the new thing. Forget about the former and go after the new. So, church, if that's you this morning, go after him this morning. Go after him before we transition.
Just before we close, would you stretch up your hands towards heaven? Father, we give you permission right now to create in our lives relationship over religion, movements over monuments. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, Father, for the, the faith that it's going to take for us to see what you have to do that's new. Father, we thank you for the faith that's rising. We thank you that you're doing a new thing. Father, I've got my hand raised. Father, you don't have to do it the way that I think it should be done. Father, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, according to your word, let it be done through this house, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, man, would you guys give your youth pastor a big round of applause for releasing that word? What an incredible word. What an incredible word. This pastor loves you. I don't know what you've gone through this year, but the good news is, if it's been bad, it's over. <laughs> a new page is being turned. Hope, encouragement your way. We're praying that 2024 will be a great, great year of restoration. If you happen to be one of those people that raised your hands for salvation, you want to give your heart to Jesus, we have a yes team that wants to be right next to you. Would you raise your hand, some part of the yes team? They want you to be able to, to not have to walk this journey alone. And we're so excited about all the great things that God has in store for you. And we just want to be a part of it. Hey, this pastor loves you. We're going to have a wonderful year, right? In Jesus' name. You pray for your young people tonight. They're going to be in the whole center. There's going to be tons of students over there. Uh, we can probably use some help with security if you guys want to stay up till midnight. My wife and I have officially retired from youth pastoring, so it's going to have to be some of you. Steve, Elam, no, we got uh, Keith Ruska. You want Mark, you want to stay up till midnight tonight? No, maybe? No, okay. We love each and every one of you guys. You guys are more than welcome to stay and hang out. If you guys need prayer, I'll be up here. But Happy New Year to each and every one of you. This pastor loves you. God bless you.